I feel like I feel like Marilyn Monroe's around me. But again, at that time, I wasn't aware of my gifts. So I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until like two years later when I was in Thailand that she came to me fully. By that time, I was fully open. And she was like, oh, you, we used to be orphans together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this sacred conversation. I'm Abiola Abrams, and I'm so excited. You are watching the African Goddess Initiation Festival, Summerfest 2021, which is to celebrate my new book, African Goddess Initiation, Sacred Rituals for Self-Love, Prosperity, and Joy. Today, we are honoring the goddess the Orisha, the Mama, Yemoja, Yemaya, Jemaja. She has many names and many pronunciations, but her essence, once you experience her, can never be forgotten. And we are honoring her by speaking with one of her daughters. We are hanging out with my girl, Goddess Zaya who I know from New York City and have not seen in person in maybe at least 12 years. Let me tell you all about my sister, Zaya. She is a full-time working psychic medium, a metaphysical development teacher and freelance writer whose professional studies have taken her from stately classrooms at the author at the Arthur Findlay College of Mediumship in England to sitting at the bare feet of an American shaman in Bali. She has penned several psychic and spiritual development articles for Essence and was featured by the New York Post for her expertise on the benefits of healing crystals. You can follow her on Instagram at Psychic Zaya, which serves as both a resource for those with psychic gifts and a public diary of her own ongoing spiritual and entrepreneurial journey. Welcome my beautiful sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's such an honor to be here. <laughs> So this conversation has been really too long in the making because we both started off when we met, we were both in the world of entertainment right. and then we had a diff different trajectory and embracing of our gifts. And now here we are. So who are you <laughs> right this minute? Who is this woman? Allowing you to reintroduce yourself. <laughs> I am psychic medium Zaya. Um, I used to be known as Najwa Moses, and that's my government, so I guess I'll be known as that till the day I die. Um, and as Abiola said, we used to work in entertainment. I used to work more in the intersection of fashion and entertainment, where I would um, at one point have my own web series called The Endless, and I interviewed celebrities around their style and their business and independent artists. I created the concept of shopping parties. I got a bunch of independent designers together in a nightclub in New York City years ago. And so those opportunities just continued to blossom where I was like featured on MTV and different places talking about style and fashion. Um, but then like in, uh, in 20, and at the same time, it would intersect with me doing freelance marketing work. And sometimes I'd have corporate jobs, you know, the hustle of New York City. And then uh, in Thanksgiving 2010 though, my paternal grandmother who raised me passed. 
um, while I was in Jamaica visiting my other relatives from that side and my mother's relatives. And then about 15 months later, my best friend lost her battle at cancer. And the reason why I mentioned these things is that was January, 2012 when Anissa died. Um, it's because when you have when you have tragedy in your life, it can pop open your gifts. Up until this time, I didn't know that I was really highly psychic or a medium. I thought I was making things up, et cetera. Um, and so at that point, I remember in 2012, after Anissa died, I, I was still here in New York City, but I just kind of was like feeling very lost and very tired and didn't really want to do the whole entertainment thing, didn't want to do the corporate America thing. Um, and started to read the four hour work week. Mm -hmm. and that was, right. And at the time I had secured a, uh, I had left my corporate job like that summer of 2013 and had secured a freelance writing gig uh, back to fashion and entertainment for a mommy new war, which is not, which is now defunct. I think it's, I think it's defunct. Yeah. Um, part of the Bossop family. And so that began my journey of developing my gifts, but also my journey is living as a digital nomad. And so I went for five years living around the world from Europe, Asia, America, studying with teachers, figuring out my gifts, learning to accept that part of myself because it's very scary to say, hey, I can speak to dead people. Um, and then uh, along the way, building uh, up my readings, my personal readings, my clientele, and now I've built it to a six-figure business for my laptop. And now back in 2021, I'm back home in New York City trying to figure out the next phase. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> you like, there's that. Just a little, little something-something. Just a little around the world. So working psychic. I couldn't have predicted this for myself. If someone had said, oh, you're going to be a psychic and live in Asia. I'd have been like, yeah, no, you're on, you're on drugs. So, and it was mostly where in Asia that I really did a lot of development. I mostly primarily lived in Southeast Asia, Thailand and Vietnam primarily and traveled throughout. Yes, I think that for me, that was the, the first indication that I got that you were on a new journey was when you had moved to Vietnam yes. and you sent out an email and announced that your name is was is now Zaya. Yes. And I've only read the name Zaya because in my head I was calling you Najwa yes. Moses, as you said. And so that's where the mispronunciation came because I was reading it as Z in my head, Zaya makes more sense and is completely who you are. So when you sent out that email and said, here's who I am, here's what I'm doing, that was basically a coming out of the spiritual closet. Yes. What was the, what was that moment like? I know you, if you remember. I do remember because I, I, I had been on the road for a month already. So I had secretly left January 11th and 11 was so prominent in my life for so many years. I'm a master number 11 as well. And I was sitting, I was, I had uh, started like I, like I said in Vietnam and I, I forgot what, I had traveled from North to South or actually Saigon went up North to Hanoi and then came back down to the South. And I said, you know, I think I don't, I don't think I'm going back to New York. I don't think I'm going back to that part of my life. Um, I had given up my apartment, not knowing how high the rents were about to get. <laughs> And I gave him my Brooklyn Brownstone apartment, okay? It was 1200 for a two bedroom, craziness. Oh my gosh. Right, I, oh, I was gonna go to one if I ever come back. And so I, I wrote that email and I was just like, hey, I'm in Vietnam, it's been amazing. I'm gonna explore this part of my life. And uh, here's what it's like being a black girl in Vietnam. Cause nobody was going to Vietnam then. Nobody was going to Asia then. We're talking 2014, they were, they were not. And, and I put it on Tumblr along with the email I sent out and that thing went viral. I think it had over 7,000 hits before I think Tumblr's down there. I come and it's, 
they still get tips because people are always looking for that black travel experience and that spiritual yes. experience. And, and I remember after that, about maybe a year after that, everyone really started to travel, really mm -hmm. traveled a lot. Black people, not just the Caribbean, you know, our normal things, not just Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize then that I was also, once again, being on that frontier, <clears throat> yeah. just like I was with a web TV show years ago, doing something different. But for me, it was unexpected. And it, but it was like, I still, I was uh, freelancing then for Mommy Noir and I had that, I had that gig and I was like, well, when am I going to have another, you know, 3,500 to four grand coming in and I can work anywhere, might as well go. And I had two friends, what, what, what encouraged me to go in the beginning was I had a friend in Hong Kong, a friend in, my former business partner, Lisa, you remember I used to do Style of Hooks, yes. friend in Hong Kong, a friend in uh, Vietnam and this guy, whatever, I kicked it with in Berlin and all three, <laughs> like late November of 2012, or 2013 were like, hey, you should come, um, you should come live here. And I was like, oh, Saigon's warm. I'll go there because it was January. Then I'll make my way to Hong Kong. Maybe I'll see dude in summer for Europe. And so this, and this is this all happened after, by the way, I had my epiphany, my opening of my gifts, which I have to tell you guys about, which was insane. So it was really crazy from 2010 when my grandmother died, all the way up until probably I feel like you know this year is a little bit more settled. But it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. It's been an interesting 10 years for sure. A wild 10 years. A yeah. wild 10 years, I'm sure. Because like you said, I, I remember at that moment, I, I didn't know anyone who had been to Vietnam. Like, I think that, I think I didn't even know, like it was like a possibility. Like, right. you know, like, can we even go over there? Right, like, right, there? right. But it's an interesting thing that both you and I have in common where we do these things, not thinking, well, I am pioneering this, but we, are living our lives. And then, like you said, the next year, then everyone all of a sudden does it and it becomes the norm. <laughs> Absolutely. Your grandmother, were there, was there a special relationship that you had with her or special gifts that she had that you then inherited? Can you talk to us about, you know, sure. yes, your journey with her? Uh, so I, so just to explain everybody. So I'm a psychic comedian, which means I see the past, the present and the future. And as a medium, I speak to any any being in this in the spirit world. So it could be deceased relatives, angels, or rishas. I channel very heavily with a lot of different beings. I don't use any outside tools when I do my uh, readings. Everything just comes through me. So that's 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 a beautiful thing, but also kind of hectic on the body. I think I'm just not realizing how much it takes a toll. Um, my grandmother was very close to my grandparents down there because they're the ones that raised me from 10 to 17. So as far as I know, she didn't really have any gifts. I do remember her saying that when my, her, she got pregnant with my uncle. My father was, I think there was a 10 year difference. She had a dream where she was just like, you know, am I being given another son because my other one is gonna die? And my father did end up dying very young at 28. So I think, you know, as human beings, we are spiritual beings that we're all tapped in. Um, but like I tell everybody, as long as you have the ability to jump, you can jump and then there's Michael Jordan, okay? And not to be whatever, <laughs> but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty good at what I do. So the gifts, that, the gifts what I, you know, for so many black people, we've been pushed out of our gifts, you know, due to slavery and Christianity. So in terms of my immediate family, I don't see anyone with it, possibly my youngest brother. But every time I, I try to pry in, he, he shuts down. I don't know why. Um, but I was told that my mother's grandmother, so my great grandmother from Jamaica, was a, a Obia woman. She was and she was actually killed um, in Jamaica for her practice. So, but, you know, I'm also very clear that in pretty much every lifetime, every lifetime I've done this work. Like when I went to my teacher, it came in like water. 
And so it was just at some point when my first teacher, I, I realized it was like, oh, she's not teaching me. She's helping me to remember. And that was the difference. And so it's really for me, I give my gifts to myself because I've been killed for these. Like I've gone to different places around the world and remember being killed there um, for the gifts, you know, from Europe to Brazil. The only place where I wasn't killed for my gifts in my past life was Asia. And I think that's why I didn't end up going to Southeast Asia because it was a very safe place for me to develop. And it's a very like kind of introverted society to a certain extent. And so you have to go within very deeply to, to make these gifts blossom because you have to deal with your own stuff. So yes, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. How do you stay grounded? Because I know that for me, when I, you know, <laughs> like it's funny when you see those memes of what people think spiritual enlightenment looks like yeah. or spiritual awakening versus what it is. So for me, even for example, like with working on this book, you know, that whenever you, we open ourselves up fully, you know, as people who are channels, like we're not channeling, like we are the channel. Like for me, like <laughs> the nine months that I worked on this book, like they were just front mm -hmm. and center, you know, like showing up at breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, like you have to, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and so for a lot of people, a lot of people contact me who are just getting started or just realizing their gifts in the way that you did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, it, this was something that like a lot of my family is also gifted and Obia, I'm from Guyana, which is known as like the Obia capital of the Caribbean. And so I was born into a lot of this, but having an awakening where you suddenly remember all of this and then being able to ground yourself so that it doesn't run you quote unquote crazy. Cause I know a lot of sisters, a lot of folk who are run crazy because they don't know how to ground themselves. How do you ground yourself in order to be able to receive your guidance, your knowledge, all of the folks that show up on your shoulders from ancestors to angels to Orishas without, you know, going, going mad. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things. I think one of the benefits I have is that I just was raised with no religion. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really raised around it. Like my grandmother, we went to church when we had new outfits. My grandfather refused mm -hmm. to go, though his father was a pastor. My mother, because of her tragic childhood, literally changed religions sometimes. At one point, I remember her changing three religions in one year. And she didn't force us to go through it. We would just go with her to, you know, whether it was she was Buddhist or Catholic or, or Baptist or uh, I don't know. She went through so many. And so it's interesting, but we would just be sitting like in a corner playing me and my, uh, my, my middle brother. And I think by osmosis, I still was getting something, right? I was still getting yeah. baked in. But so I said that to say that most people have a difficulty accepting these gifts because of religion. I've seen them struggle like, oh, I'm bad. I'm negative. I'm this is a demon. I'm hearing names. So I came in with a blank slate. The other thing is too, is because I've always been a creative like you, our mind is naturally more curious and more expansive and more accepting of the unusual things. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, and also I am a Taurus sun, Virgo moon, Virgo rising. So I'm very like, very grounded in my personality. And I'm like, yeah, I, no, I know, I know. And you can't really sway me a lot. And I'm so grateful for those heavy earth signs because it keeps me here as opposed to being like, you know, Piscean, right? Yeah. Um, but what, and this is, this is how I'm going to tell you how I found out about my gifts. Cause this, this is really what was like, okay, you're not crazy. You do have a gift. Picture it summer of 2013. 
that summer, and it was about six months after my best friend died and almost, uh, you know, two years after my, well, three years after my grandmother died. And it was, you know, that 2012 awakening. I had just quit my last corporate job ever and didn't know it was gonna be my last corporate, that was that. And before I moved to Vietnam and that summer I had been receiving a lot of messages, but I didn't know what they, what was happening. I, I was, Marilyn Monroe contacted me. I was, funny enough, I was in a bookstore. I saw a book about her fashion. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I picked it up and it was June 1st, her birthday. And then I ran into the coffee shop, I was at Barnes and Nobles and I'm looking through the book and this girl I knew at the time comes and she's like, oh, hey, Najwa. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. And as I'm looking at her, I'm like, yo, are you pregnant? You know, she was flat as a pancake. She's like, oh my God, how'd you know? I just like literally came back from the, the doctors and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I mean, when I tell you this, I just started, I used to do baby readings. No one books them, so I stopped doing it. But that, ch that child came through. I said, this is her name. It's a girl. She, you really, because this, this is a young lady who would use termination as a form of birth control. Okay. So her having, you know, and no judgment. I'm just saying her, what her right. lifestyle was, young girl. And, um, and she was like, oh my God, I had a dream about a rose last night. And she was just confirming all these things that were just kind of coming out of me at this, at the cafe. And I was just like, well, that was interesting. I don't know. And then so throughout that summer before August, I had been wait, having- Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to that, <laughs> when Marilyn Monroe contacted you, you saw that you're a fashion expert at that moment and an entertainment guru and you're in the bookstore. She, what did she, what was, what was it that? Was I could feel her vibration around me. Marilyn has a, everybody has a signature energy, but she really does. And there's two energies Marilyn has. There's Marilyn the glamour queen and then there's just Marilyn- Norma you know, Jean camera and that and that energy is a bit sad she's mm. she was very um I actually channel a lot of celebrities but I don't mention that because I don't want people to think I'm a weirdo or a fraud but like a lot I can tell you some crazy stories but um I just turned to the book and as I was looking through the I was just standing there and I, as I was looking through the book I was like I feel like I feel like Marilyn Monroe's around me but again at that time I wasn't aware of my gifts so I didn't think anything of it it wasn't until like two years later when I was in Thailand that she came to me fully by that time I was fully open and she was like oh you we used to be orphans together Marilyn Monroe was in and out of orphanages for the mm -hmm. first 15 years of her life and uh, she said you taught me how to read and I said oh, okay and Marilyn Monroe was quietly very very much a proactivist for black lives for black rights you know and she used her glam star for that her power for that and I said oh and then she took me right there to where we were in this dinner hall and I'm teaching her how to sound it out and she was like, yeah, you helped me. So now, and it's, and it's funny because technically I should still be alive from that time, but I, I'm, I'm not, this is the whole thing about multi-universe. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what bursted for me, and, and I have to thank him now, was in uh, early, late July or early August, I woke up one morning and I felt like Michael Jackson was on top of me like this. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm laying in my bed and it's like 8 a.m. I'm in best eye and I'm like, oh God, what, what now? Because by this time, Marilyn had come, had had some other experiences. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to ignore this. I'd like try to go back to sleep. And all I kept hearing in my head was, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. It's, and I just kind of sat up and I was like, no, 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 no. Because now by this time I was kind of questioning my sanity because it was so loud and intrusive. Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned how to build up boundaries since then, but I didn't know. And okay. so this went on for a full day to the point where I think that next morning I got up and ran in the bathroom and like sat, like laid in the tub. I was like, you're just, what is this? Am I going crazy? I did this one for about three or four days, maybe a week. I told one, one friend at the time. And then finally, um, I actually, what I did, I actually reached out to the guy who created Ghost. Mm. <laughs> I found the journalist, you know, we can find anybody on it. Yes. I found me was teaching upstate, he was in the process of moving back to the West Coast. 
And I emailed him. I said, I'm just like, whoopie, it goes. I don't know what to do. He won't stop. He won't stop. And he was like, well, I, I, I'm not a medium, but I can get on the phone and help you if you need it. And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't think you can help me. Okay, never mind. And so what was happening that whole time that he was trying to get to me was I remember walking outside in a van, a white van passed by playing his music randomly. Um, I think later that day or the next day, I walked to the train station by the A by Utica and there was a sticker. Somebody put a sticker on a pole of Michael Jackson sketched out. A friend of mine came to my house and randomly just put his music on. I said, why are you playing Michael Jackson? She's like, I don't know. I just feel like I should. Yeah. And it wasn't his birthday or anything like that. And so I was just, now I know that's how spirit contacts you. They yeah. send you all the signs and signals. So finally, after like a week or two of this, and the guy I was dating at the time was like, maybe you're going crazy. And I was like, I hope not. I said to him, I said, Mike, you won't leave me alone. I tell you what, um, wh how can I help you? And he was just like, oh, I need you to get, give my, um, get in touch with Janet to tell her to take my daughter. And what I remembered was that summer, his daughter had got locked away, uh, Paris, with no get out. She got locked away because she had tried to kill herself. And I remember reading that being like, damn, that's foul. You know, how are they going to lock that little girl away? And I said to myself, Michael, and this is all in my head telepathically. I'm like, Michael, I don't, I don't know Janet Jackson. He's like, oh, you do, you do, you have, you can get, you can get her, you can get her. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm in my head, I'm like, this is insanity. So I finally went to sleep that night and I was like, you know what? I tell you what, tell me who I know that knows Janet. You just tell me. I'm, at this, and I'm like, at this point, just trying to humor him, make him go away. And I woke up the next morning and I swear to God, the first person that came to my head, um, you, you know her, I don't know if I should say her name or not. We might need to edit this out later, but Simone Small. Okay. You knew right away that morning, you were like, and, I was, and, and because I had seen Simone at the televised funeral, she was only five seats from the front. She was sitting with the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. And you see, and when I saw that, I said, holy crap. And it was so powerful because in that moment, I was like, okay, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe this isn't just in my head. And, but then I didn't want to contact her because I was embarrassed because she knows me as a fashion journalist. I'm like, I'm going to like, so that was a whole nother week of me not wanting to contact her. Finally did because he wouldn't go away. And when I hit her up, I was like, hey, you know, um, I was like, hey, I need to get in touch with Nat. She used to work with Usher. That's how we know. And I said, not regarding Usher. She said, sure. How can I help? And I said, do you have a relationship with Janet Jackson? Yes, I do. How can I help? Boom. Boom, 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 boom. I have to say thank you to Mr. Jackson. He drove me crazy for a month and change. But that was my, that was my awakening. That was my confirmation. Like, you're not crazy. You're not making this up. You do have Michael Jackson here. And you have access to more people than you realize. Because at that time, I was like, there's no way in hell I have a relationship or connection with Janet Jackson. Right. So I, I wrote her and I was like, hey, I told, you know, I was like, hey, this sounds weird. Michael is here. He wants to get in touch with her to get it, blah, 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 blah. This woman took a whole day to answer me. Mind you, before we was changing emails like water. Right. The point where I emailed her back and I was like, Simone, hey, this is uncomfortable. For you. This is an uncomfortable request. It's okay. And she's like, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not comfortable doing it. And I said, it's fine. And then he gave me her email address. I said, is this Janet's email? It was such a simple as email and she never responded. <laughs> And intuitively, I felt like her being like, how the hell did she get this damn email? Because yeah. I can feel her shock when she read the email. I can feel when people are talking about me reading yes. like the whole thing. Yes. And so it was in that moment that I, I, I begged him. I started crying and said, you have to go away now. I mean, this man, you have to go away. You have to go away. And Michael's a Virgo, right? And so he would be like, oh, you shouldn't have those chips. He's very like, you know, he mm -hmm. can be, you know, he's, he's a Virgo. And a but late I, August Virgo, like a, <laughs> yeah. Energy and stuff, you know what I mean? And so, um. You know, I thank, I, I thank him for that because at that point I then decided to get professional help um, in terms of professional teaching. And, um, and my teacher, Miss Beth Lane, I've never met her. She's in Alabama. We did everything over the phone six weeks and she just confirmed everything for me and really got me on the road. And she was the one that taught me how to have a psychic business. Even though when I finished with her, I was like, I don't want anyone to know about this. I just want to make sure I was not crazy. We're good. Click. 
<laughs> but that later helped save my ass when I was on the road without work. So yeah, that was my that was my awakening story. And 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 within about I guess six or eight months after that, nine months after that, that's when I sent out that email about Vietnam and moving and so forth. But I didn't go for a spiritual journey. I was just like, I, I want to leave New York. I'm over it. I'm out. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go develop my spirit. It was really at the time I was suppressing the gifts. I didn't want. I didn't want them. I didn't mm. want it. So mm. it was wild to <laughs> that. The gifts though will not be suppressed. No. They just they won't. It's, they're gonna keep coming like Michael Jackson did with you. You know, there 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 are all these stories of my maternal great grandmother. How you know, spirit would tell her, you know, don't eat pork because they needed a clear channel, and she'd be like, all right, pick up some pork. You know, she would do the opposite of whatever they were telling her to try to shut it up and shut it down. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I'm headed too sometimes, but not to shut it down. More just like. I don't feel like doing that, but yeah, wow. And so does she do mediumship work as well? Or she didn't she, want- she was, a, she was a midwife mm. and the equivalent of what we would call a fertility healer, but helping women like adjust their uteruses to give birth. And my mom says that my sister is the incarnation of oh. her and her gifts. Yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't know that you are, you are half Jamaican. My mom is Jamaican, yeah, my father's my mom Jamaican. Is Jam Okay. Okay. And so what does your mom think? You said that she has had her own spiritual journey, but I know that, you know, particularly in the Caribbean, well, like black folk everywhere, you know, folks are scanty <laughs> of all of these things, you yeah. know? It's so been what, interesting. It's been interesting with my mother, me and my mother, you know, we don't have, we, we have a, a, an interesting dynamic. I don't have one of those loving, 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 even though if you see us talking to one another, you're like, oh my God, they're so good. Um, my mom is one that unfortunately had a very abusive childhood and never got therapy for that. So people don't really talk about how do you deal with, how, 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 how does the children deal with the adult who was abused who never got help? That's, and, it, and it creates a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of things. And so I, for a long time, I didn't really tell her because I wasn't sure. Another thing that my mom tends to do is um, it's like, whatever I'm doing, it's either like, I got that from her or it's like, now she's doing it. It's, 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 <laughs> And so I was just like, yeah, I don't know. But also intuitively, even though my mom is not really religious, she is in her own way, quietly. And you never know. It's funny. As soon as you tell someone you're a psychic medium, that's when all their religion comes out. It's crazy. Like I've had to release a lot of friends who all of a sudden you're extra Christian now. It's like, okay, cool. That's fine. We're all having our spiritual awakening. Um, but I feel like uh, for at first, when I first told her, I felt like she was resistant to it. And now it's like, she's like, oh yeah, I think I'm psychic too. And Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, so that's been an interesting dynamic. I would say my, my father is deceased and I have a really wonderful, and he died when I was an infant. Um, so I have a really wonderful relationship with him now, mm -hmm. you know, now that he's in spirit. And so that's the relationship, the parental relationship that I feel has been um, absolutely beneficial because he is one of my guardians. Mm -hmm. He's one of my guardians. And I'm that's blessed to be able to really have a strong, clear audience. I can, I, just like I'm talking to you, I can hear it like that from them. Full-on conversation, so yeah, that makes sense. My mom's gift. My mom is very strongly clear audience, mm. and so she, yeah, she hears things very clearly. Like, do this, go there, go, yeah, but yeah. She's for the most part, she does. Yeah, 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 yeah. She absolutely does. And how do you work, Aviola? Are you? I know you do the sound healing. Mm -hmm. How do you? How do you? What do you do with yours? So for me, what I do is I. I have a combination of um, 
clairvoyant, mm-hmm. clear audience, and clear sentient, but mostly clear sentient. So like the way that you said that you can hear things, you can you can feel things very clearly, feel the vibration of people's energy or just get like a full download, like, okay, this is what it is. And you just know mm-hmm. what you know without a, a path to how you know it, like there it is, boom. <laughs> you know, and it was interesting when I was listening to you tell your story and mention, you know, reaching out, like I've done like a lot of reaching out to folks with beginning the emails or beginning the text, like this may sound crazy, but, <laughs> and when I was listening to you, I was like, hmm, okay, I think I'm going to stop do prefacing it just, just for myself, <laughs> stop prefacing it with, you know, this may sound weird, but this may sound yeah. crazy, but you know, cause I'm still doing that. Yeah. Well, at least I was up until this minute. <laughs> I, I do it all now. I just, you know, it's crazy because just recently, um, once Michael came and he brought Whitney to me, Whitney was trying mm-hmm. to save her daughter's life. I had a contact with her. Mm-hmm. Recently, I received a message from Robert Glasper. Um, mm-hmm. I woke up, his his grandmother woke me up out of my sleep. I thought he was dead. I went on the internet and saw he was still alive and just went to his show last week and passed it on one of his management team as a friend of mine. And it's crazy because I hope she sends the message to him because the woman is trying to save his life and I'll leave it at that. But um, man, it's, it's, I, I, we, we need more mediums yeah, and we need more of us doing this work and showing up and, and delivering these messages because that message I had to deliver to her about Robert was very harsh because I didn't, uh, it was some acute accusations there on some behavior, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't even know what this was going on here, but once she confirmed it, I was like, you know what? And they've told me, you know, cause I have a, I work with a, like Bernie Mac hangs out with me. Steve Jobs hangs out with me. Like, and they're like, just, can you please do a YouTube channel and just channel messages from us? Just channel. like when Chadwick Boss, Bosswin died, Bosswin, Bosswin died. I saw him cross over two days before he, before his death was announced. I saw his, I, wit, I played witness to his spirit crossing over. I still don't know why he still talks to me a little bit. I don't know why I received these certain people and not, but They've been asking me and like, you know, just as I'm talking to you, I'm like, I should just do this YouTube channel. I'm, I'm, I'm right now uh, waiting for you to, I was just waiting for you to, to, to finish talking because I'm hearing very clearly, like, you know, you said you've been staying away from publicly doing a lot of your celebrity stuff. You need to go deeper right into that. Really? That's what that, that's the message yes. you're getting now? Yes. Very clearly. I'm very so clearly. about it. And I don't know why. I mean, I've, I've done well six years. Like people know I'm not fake. I don't know why that makes me so nervous. I think it's like, I don't know why it makes me so nervous. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting very clearly, sis, that that's, you need to go okay. deeper into that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. encouraging. Yeah. Cause they don't have a lot of us, you know? No. Right. Because again, we have those fears, like, you know, one of our friends who, um, I was, we were talking before that I was in the Hamptons with her, um, someone who we know in common and her mother was right there when we were talking and I didn't know, I didn't say anything until later. I didn't know if it was okay to say something. And she was, and she was very open to it. She was like, yes, you could have told me, you could tell me anytime. And, but without that invitation, because we have so many stigmas in our community, you don't, we don't know how someone is going to react. You don't know. And that's you know? the scary part. And you don't want to lose people. You know, you don't want to be seen as like no, for normal things like that. I have no problem going, oh, blah, 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 blah. But the celebrity, I think because I also train with a lot of professionals, I'm always in somebody's class. I love, I love studying this stuff. Yes. And it's so funny because so many people who are true, like who are mediums, but they're skeptics are always the teachers. And they'll be like, 
oh, I don't, I don't know why these mediums channel these celebrities because there's no way to confirm what they're saying and blah, 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 blah. And so I feel like there's these little rules out here and I'm in, you know, I'm on all these different communities and I'm like, you know what, let me just sit back because I don't want anyone questioning my yeah. relationship, but I'm just like, they've been saying to me for over three, Aretha Franklin saved my life, you hear me? Mm. I was in Harlem in 2018 because Aretha um, almost died like uh, maybe the year before, like 2017, she was really sick. And so I do something what I call anchoring when, they're, when their body, when their spirit is ready to cross over and their time is up, but they want to stay a little longer. Mm -hmm. So I use an energy frequency where I just anchor them back here, right? And that's mm -hmm. what I did. And I, she, she basically lived like a year and a half after. Aretha's time had been up a long time. She was like, let me just get a little bit more time, a little bit more time, because uh, she had things she wanted to do. And so in 2018, I had double pneumonia. I walked around with double pneumonia for a fucking month. Excuse my French. Wow. Did no. Did not know. I thought I had a flu and a cold. And I was like, do I have pneumonia? And I was like, I don't really have insurance. I don't want to go anywhere. And I was sitting in my room and I was renting a room in Harlem at this time. And I was sitting there and I almost was like falling asleep. And she was like, get up, get up. She kept like screaming and would not let me go to sleep, which probably saved my life. Because I think if I had went to sleep, my lungs were so full, I, I probably would have died. And, um, and she, she was like, you got to get up. You're really, really sick. You're really, 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 really sick. You got to go to the doctor now. And like, I went out and like, was like, and then met, went to like the clinic on 125th Street. It was a black woman named Dr. Love. This woman put me in a cab, <laughs> a cab. And she was like, cause I was like, can you just give me something? It'll clear up right now. I'll go to the hospital later. Cause I was like, I don't want the like, hospital. This is double pneumonia. She was like, cause she sat there running all these tests on me for like an hour. She's like, I don't know how you're still breathing. But I grew up as an asthmatic. So I'm someone that can deal with lung, like severe lung issues for a while and be like, oh, it's okay in a way. Wow. <laughs> even though that's also why I'm very like this COVID thing, this mask, I keep my mask on even now. Yeah. And so, you know, but I thank her for that. And I remember saying to her, I said, thank you for saving my life. She said, well, you saved mine. And that was while she was still living. And I was like, oh yeah, the anchor is great. You know, and so it's just, wow. I, 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 this is very encouraging for me because they've been saying, will you please just get on YouTube and just channel, don't worry about it. This just is your book, ma. This is your book. Like, Mama, this is your book. Yeah. You know, those of y'all who are watching, you're getting a preview of this <laughs> incredible book. This is your book. It's this definitely your a journey. Book, it's definitely a journey. You know? yeah. yeah. So each of the each of these, your experiences with these celebrities and then your lesson based on that for us, this is the book we need. <laughs> yeah, it does have a lot of stuff. Because even when you think about it, you know, it's like I think about it, um, this girl named Cece, she used to be the six-figure chick. She died of cancer. Beautiful business mind. She downloads stuff to me all the time. And I was thinking, I said, where the hell, what do, do y'all do with all these gifts when you die? It's got to go somewhere, Prince, where you, you know what I mean? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So do you look at the young lady, Sharissa Kari, the girl who just ran with the hair? That's Sojo. She's been channeling Flojo from day one. And I'm not saying she doesn't have her own gifts within her own right. But I clearly see Flojo all up in yes. there, right? And that's and the so, thing that a lot of us are channeling. A lot of folks, we, I know you see it, like I see it all the time that folks are channeling all the time, but they're not using, they don't use that language. Mm -mm. And, and you think you're making it up a lot, especially when you're used to working in creative space and you're used to being creative. I mean, that was my whole thing. Oh, I'm making that up. I remember so many incidents and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. You think that you're making it up, but you're not. Not. Not at all. And I told Mike, I said, stop sending me these celebrities because their people won't let me through. And that's what's been happening. And then he was like, do the YouTube channel. It'll work. It's fine. So, and I was like, all right, who's going to listen? But so this YouTube channel is coming though, right? <laughs> I, I think I'm going to do it this year. I think I'm going to do it. Kanye's mom came to me, you know, a couple of years ago on his birthday. 
She's trying to help him. They be trying to help their loved ones so much. Everybody. And it's and it's crazy to me how, how they can't get through. And then even when they do get through, people not receiving the message. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a lot, of- have a lot of shenanigans, you know? And the, a and lot they, of shenanigans. <laughs> a lot. It's like, don't take this person. Don't do, like, my, my team comes at me. They're like, oh, no, he's this, this, then that. No, no, no. And I'm like, all right, I'll be single forever. But they, 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 because they've got the playbook up top. They know what's happening. Yeah. So they we them. don't listen. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, I told you that this was what it was already. And maybe that's why they're telling me to do YouTube because it's like, it, it, maybe once I start doing more YouTube, it'll be easier for me to get through those celebrity camps. Cause I told him, cause he was bringing me everybody. I was like, Mike, just, just stop. Cause these people are not letting me, even if I have a relationship, it's not going anywhere. But maybe, you know, the YouTube will help. Because, uh, you know, like Robert's grandmother is trying to save his life right now. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm concerned that he's not going to get the message. And I'm, I'm you know, you, to lose him would be a, a very big loss. So yeah. I don't know why. I'm, I, I feel like I should talk about this. Maybe he's going to see it. I don't know. Like Maybe he will. Things, yeah. I, things, maybe he will. I feel like you're talking about it for a reason right it's here. trying very hard. <laughs> I feel like DMing him and just being like, listen, listen. Do that. Um, you should do that. out of my sleep like oh, oh, I woke up like I was underwater I was like I think you should do that yeah she yeah. really put me up I don't I mean she had probably been working on me for hours while I was sleeping mm. yeah I think so because I don't know if that young lady's going to feel comfortable delivering that message no I think you send the DM do it yeah and just be like do hey, it. sorry you know and we, we we have real people in common so maybe I'll send that and say look you know here's here's what's up but yeah, yeah I this, this we have to get up because I've been looking for my spiritual sisters too because it's it's um you know because that's another thing too especially coming out of entertainment once you have that awakening uh it's a shift it's a big shift yeah and you end up without a lot of your people your folks oh, and I've I've had to release so many people I don't really but it's interesting I'm meeting a lot of people I've known from 20 years ago 25 years ago and I'm like oh okay some of these people you know, you just, like us, we just lost touch, but we never really lose touch. But I'm like, right. oh, now's my time to sort of get closer to this person again. Cause now we're, you know, we're here again on this, whatever page it is. So mm-hmm. it's funny. Know. Spirit is funny. Like I, I love seeing the unfolding of it. Like, okay, I see what y'all did right there. I see what y'all did. <laughs> all right. So tell us about your magic classes and where folks can see you and how they can work with you and all of that. Thank you so much. So um, I do psychic readings is the bulk of how I serve. Uh, you can always book a session with me at psychiczaya.com and we'll have a special code for your for your uh, fan base and your subscribers. And my readings are really cool. I have a couple, like I work, I get the mix of not just a traditional reader. So I'm really good with accurate, you know, accuracy of picturing out, but I work to uncover your blocks. So going back to that inner child work, figuring out where your blocks are, your chakras, your energy blocks. I do cord cutting. So like sometimes we have attachments to things or people that we need to release. Um, so that's like a general reading but then I have another reading I do called an angel reading where I literally tell you who's on your spirit team I look to see what ancestors are stepping forward what angels are stepping forward orishas pet animals like whoever's on your team so it's like normally 10 to 12 people and I tell you how to make a little altar for them how to start to work with them how they send you symbols and signs and what areas of your life you should start to work with them on mm-hmm. um, another reading that I have is something called what are my spiritual gifts one of my favorite to do um, I remember when things were happening for me, there was, I mean, Beth was kind of the only one writing all of these articles about everything that I was going through. But what happened, because my gifts were so strong and pretty high level in the beginning, I never got a chance to do a lot of foundation work. So 
I would have to go back and like, well, what's this, what's this? So with that, I, I came up with two. I came up with uh, what are my spiritual gifts where I talk about not just your traditional psychic gifts, but also your magical gifts. Do you have hoodoo practitioner, candle magic, money magic, hand for sigil magic. It all goes hand in hand, tea leaves. Um, and then I also developed uh, what's called 360 magic, which is my 12 video program, which helps people develop their psychic and their mediumship. And then I have medium ancestor readings where I channel channel your loved ones. So, um, and then I just started doing magic classes last November. So I have a money magic and a candle magic. And a lot of times, you know, now people are teaching this stuff more, but mostly people used to hold these things to themselves. And the rituals are a mix of like hoodoo, Wiccan and my own, my own things. But I, I'm really good at taking kind of esoteric out there ideologies and bringing them to bite-sized pieces that are very easy to use. And so like people have been loving the classes. Like they're like, girl, as soon as I started doing this money magic, this, I mean, this, this client that I've been chasing for five months signed double my rate and my husband got the job and blah, 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 blah. And I teach people how to hold their frequencies so that they can make these things manifest, whether it's love, protection, because it really is where you're at in the mind and where you're at in your energy. And so, um, and all that can be found on Psychic Zaya people can purchase. So there's that. And I'm, gonna, I'm looking to start a magic membership where I teach people these uh, rituals and spells uh, to bring about change in their life, sustainable change. Yes. <laughs> is excellent and with all of those offerings there's there's if you're watching this if you were called here to this conversation i know you just got to watch us catch up but there's something in there definitely for you so you definitely want to go to psychiczaya.com and check her out on instagram because she has so much going on and she is she's gifted i'm going to purchase I'd like to purchase one a reading with you oh, and please. maybe we'll tape it. Maybe we'll share it. Maybe we won't. We'll see. But I would, I, I definitely want to purchase oh, a reading with you. Yes. We'll, we'll do a cross blend for y'all. Do a psychic reading and see, see what ancestors want to come in. So okay. I have to make sure it's in some meditation that we, it's interesting. I've been wanting to do more ancestor work, but it's like the psychics work is so draining that I never had the energy to do the ancestor work as much as I want. So kind of trying to, figure that whole thing out as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that would be great because my uh, my ancestors, whoo, that's another that's another conversation. <laughs> we'll have another time. 55 ancestors around you right now. It's like, it's say, over, the, say the whole sentence it's again. It's over 55 people around you right now. Over 50. Yeah, they come from both sides. Very heavy on the mom side, your mom's mom's side mm -hmm. and your mom's dad's side, but his mother's side. So like mm -hmm. your paternal grandmother's lineage it's very strong and then your dad a little bit but the, they're crowding that side out a little bit i can see them all around you it's so cool yeah it's we you know black people man politically like with this age of aquarius you know this is the time for us to reach enlightenment i'm sure you're aware the planets move from 3d third dimension energy which is ego-based and fear to 5d which is spiritual love and telepathic communication oneness wholeness um, and, 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 and we in particular, I believe black people, especially those of us of the diaspora here in the Americas and the Caribbean, which I do believe a lot of us are different from continental Africans. There is something different. Um, understand that we hold some very powerful frequencies. Um, our, there, there's a, something called junk DNA. I'm sure you've heard this term. Mm -hmm. And right now, uh, that, that DNA is being activated. It's not junk. It's where your superpowers lie. And so I just tell everyone, you know, be careful with your blood work, um, you know, start opening your gifts, start doing third eye opening meditations, start talking to your family and, uh, you know, just be very mindful of the times we live in. And it's really important to stay 
in touch with your spiritual side over these next, you know, 10 years, because it's, it's interesting times that we live in. So it's interesting. interesting time. Yeah. We, have, we in particular have been, the human race in general has been screwed with since like ancient uh, Egypt, but black people in particular have been really pushed down. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so it's not by accident that the folks that we know have these fears and it's not even in, it's in our recent past. It's not even in our way past. I didn't know until I was working on this book and I interviewed each of my parents. I did a lot of interviews and I sat down and interviewed my parents that my father practicing this spirituality in Guyana when he was growing up, it was illegal. And so they had, they kept their services in the house. It was illegal for them to drum. This is, you know, one of his many drums and this is his chakra. And they were hiding, they would turn off the lights, put out the candles and be hiding because it was illegal. There were raids to see if people were practicing obia. And so, you know, our spirituality has been demonized you know, so it is not by accident that folks feel nervous and squeamish, but, you know. I get it. And pop culture yeah. is still dumb, dumbing people down now. They're so out of touch with their spiritual side. And that's crazy. That's in your lifetime. That's your father's lifetime. That's in my father's that's lifetime, lifetime. Right. You know, right. my grandmother, you know, it's yes. like, um, but, you know, and, and, I, and I want our people to understand collectively, and, you know, and that happened definitely on the continent and definitely happened here, definitely happened in the Caribbean. Um, we really have to think about that's where our power lies. You yes. know, I, all this marching and hashtagging. I'm like, guys, this is a spiritual war. Yes. <laughs> and Melvin adds an extra, um, this is my downloads. And I, I, I watch a lot of like Gaia TV, but Melanin adds, um, you know, it adds an extra layer of spiritual connectivity. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that, but it mm-hmm. does. I mean, it's sold on the, it's sold on the, you know, sold on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even like, you know, our coils, you know, this is, <laughs> you can talk about antennas right here, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and also DNA spirals. Yes. And the ability to telecommunicate through those coils, you yes. know, and uh, it, you know, it's, it, man, oh, it's the intersection <laughs> is so crazy. But I think I, I do, I do feeling about, you know, again, we're always, you and I are so ahead um in about 10 years yeah in about 10 years these these will becoming more common especially i think the gen z's yes um and the very young millennials will really rock the boat on that um Mm -hmm. because they're they're flocking to it you know they love all the crystal witchy stuff they love it but i think we have to start talking about you know getting away from all these outside tools and start tapping in yes that's our yes all right so Y'all have been gifted today with this conversation with my sister, Zaya. I will see you in the next conversation. Let me know after you have your reading with Zaya. Let me know what your thoughts are and how it went. <laughs> Thank you so much, Abigail. This is like a blessing. A blessing, a blessing, and it's so good to connect. (laughs) All right, thank you guys. (laughs) Salvona, and that means we see you. Bye.